Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house. It's Wednesday, July 14th. This is The Gateway. I'm Wayne Pratt. A high-stakes battle over Medicaid expansion now rests with the Missouri Supreme Court. It heard arguments yesterday on funding for voter-approved expansion. Governor Mike Parson is refusing to enact expansion after the legislature did not identify a way to pay for it. The Attorney General's office is defending the governor's decision in that case. It is unclear when the state Supreme Court will rule on Medicaid expansion. St. Louis Public Radio's Jason Rosenbaum has more details on yesterday's arguments by both sides in the case. At issue is a lower court decision striking down the 2020 Medicaid expansion amendment. A lawyer for Attorney General Eric Schmidt's office argued that the amendment could stay in place but wouldn't necessarily be operational without specific funding from the legislature. Chuck Hatfield, an attorney for three women seeking to get on to Medicaid, said that outcome doesn't make much sense. It is absurd to say that the people voted to expand Medicaid and to include our clients, and then by virtue of legislative maneuvering in an appropriations bill, they could be excluded. You know, what that's arguing to do is to overturn an election. If Hatfield is successful, Medicaid could be offered to individuals who make up to $17,800 a year. In Jefferson City, I'm Jason Rosenbaum. St. Louis Public Radio. The St. Louis Board of Aldermen is advancing a COVID-19 relief package. It includes $5 million to cover one-time payments of $500 for up to 10,000 families who qualify, funding for an affordable development housing fund, small business grants, and money for police officer overtime are also in the package. The bill received preliminary approval following 10 hours of debate. It now heads to the Board of Estimate and Apportionment. The medical provider that employs St. Louis County Executive Sam Page as a part-time anesthesiologist is being subpoenaed. The county council is seeking records dating to April 2019 that detail Page's work history and pay from Western Anesthesiology Associates and Mercy Hospital Systems. Councilman Mark Harder says Page's job is in violation of the county charter. My understanding that this resolution will authorize the whoever we decide to move forward with these subpoenas and that, that is an action of this of this body. Page says he works as an anesthesiologist in his free time and it does not interfere with his county executive related duties. The Delta variant of the coronavirus is spreading in Missouri and that is leading to spikes in hospitalizations in parts of Illinois near the Missouri border. But as Hannah Meisel reports, Governor J.B. Pritzker's administration is unlikely to reinstate any mitigations to stop the virus from spreading. Epidemiologists say the Delta variant, first identified in India, is much more contagious than previous strains of COVID and possibly more deadly. Delta is now the dominant strain in the U.S., including Illinois border states, Iowa, and Missouri. Across the river, the southwestern half of Illinois is experiencing rapidly increasing COVID case counts, especially the Metro East. That region is experiencing its highest positivity rate since January. But a spokeswoman for Pritzker says it's highly unlikely the governor will put any region back into mitigations, even if its COVID metrics would have triggered them in the previous phase of the pandemic. 55% of Illinoisans 12 and over are fully vaccinated, and fully vaccinated people are mostly protected from the Delta variant. I'm Hannah Meisel. The local theater community is mourning the death of the longtime artistic director 
of the Repertory Theater of St. Louis. As St. Louis Public Radio's Jeremy Goodwin reports, Stephen Wolfe led the company through a period of artistic and financial growth. The Rep had gone through several leadership changes and was losing its subscriber base when Stephen Wolfe took the artistic reins in 1986. Managing Director Mark Bernstein says his late colleague turned things around for the Rep. He led a, a terrific recovery of the company in the late 1980s and early 1990s. There was a matter of building, rebuilding the trust of the audiences, and frankly, it happened pretty quickly. The Rep grew to become the region's second largest theater in terms of budget size, and it boosted its national reputation among regional theaters. Wolf directed 47 plays there before stepping down in 2019. He died Monday from pulmonary disease. I'm Jeremy Goodwin, St. Louis Public Radio. Some of the items we are following in the St. Louis Public Radio newsroom. Missouri Governor Mike Parson will sign a bill today to create the Missouri Empowerment Scholarship Accounts Program. It allows people to make a contribution to an approved nonprofit education assistance organization and receive a tax credit of up to 50 percent of their state tax liability. First grade teachers are preparing to adjust their upcoming school lessons to fit the needs of students with a wide variety of experiences. Some of those students will be stepping into a classroom for the very first time this year because of the pandemic. And if you happen to be headed to New York, Los Angeles, or Houston today, you can pick up some mac and cheese-flavored ice cream. It goes on sale today at shops in those cities to celebrate National Macaroni and Cheese Day. Shula Newman is the executive editor of St. Louis Public Radio, a listener-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I don't know if he's a mac and cheese fan. I'm Wayne Pratt. I'm not a mac and cheese fan. This has been The Gateway. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to conservation and careful management of the state's forests to make them more resilient and better habitats for wildlife. Choosewood.com.